We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. This week's episode is sponsored by Pepsi and Indeed. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for Blue Wire. And joining me is my co-host, former NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Got some uh, uh, an emergency pod going on here. Yeah, this is this is essentially an emergency pod. We, you know, I sent Crocker a text earlier when some news broke. I was like, "Hey, man, you want to jump on there?" And you know, we had to wait a little bit right before I jumped on here. I uh, I clutched. I had an amazing war zone clutch, bro. Like it was intense. Like, can I? Do you, should I go into it? Should I explain it? Yeah, of course. All right, let's let's. I'll make it quick. Okay, so. We were playing trios, and if you don't know what Warzone is, it's Call of Duty's version of Battle Royale, where you have to be the last team to survive. And so we had to cross this open field. My two teammates get taken out. I managed to get behind a rock, um, and I'm kind of just waiting there, hoping that team would forget about me. Well, that other team, there was there was three other teams of three still alive. It was actually a little bit less than that. One of the not all the teams were full, but. So they kind of got, they started fighting other people and the circle started closing in and I ran up this huge hill. It was like on the side of a hill. I ran around. I ended up coming up behind a dude who was by himself. And right as I'm coming up to kill him, he turns around and he almost killed me, but I got him. Um, so I get a little bit of, 
little bit of ammo from him. I was already running out of ammo. So we're on like, well, I'm on my last leg here. And this team that's on the bottom of the hill still knows that I'm kind of coming from that side because they're the ones that kill my teammates. So I get up to some rocks and they're in the middle of fighting other people that are like on the same hill as me, but way to my left. So at this point, it's me by myself and two complete teams of three. And uh, I start, while they're fighting the other team, I start shooting at the guys down the hill from me. They call in an airstrike on me, which means a plane's coming in and shooting at me. So I dart off to the left. They shoot at me. I hide behind a rock. The airstrike misses me. And so I'm kind of like ducked behind this rock, just hoping that I somehow can survive. And just out of nowhere, one dude just rushes me, but he didn't know where I was in these rocks. So he like runs past me, shoot him in the back. He's done. All these bullets start flying over me because they know I'm there. They're just kind of trying to get me to peek out. They just don't know um, exactly where you're at, but they know you're up there. Right, right, right. So I'm, I'm chilling. And if you've ever played Warzone, you know, like trying to run on the rocks is horrible. The game, like they couldn't figure it out. So like I'm slipping all over the place, just trying to stay hidden. And then I hear that the other team, the orig- the other team of three that I haven't even seen yet, starts shooting the guys that are shooting me. So I use this as a time to peek down. And I catch one guy in the open because the circle keeps closing and it makes people move. And I catch one guy in the open. I drop him. And then I look up and there at this point, I didn't know it, but there was two people from the same team and that was everybody. I look up and one of the dudes just running right at me and I immediately drop him. So now it's one on one. And I peek over the rock and the other guy's coming at me and he throws a stun I get stunned, so that means like you can barely do anything, but I'd already aimed at him, so I start hitting him with some bullets, so he backs off, and then I try to reload and realize I'm out of ammo with that gun, so I, so I, I switch guns to a gun that's meant for up close, and I just said, fuck it. And I just ran at this guy, but I kind of used the, the side of the hill to cover me. And so I didn't come up and over the hill until I, I knew I was close enough to him. I come over, he sees me, we're shooting at each other, but I just, I, I had the better shots and I drop him and I clutched it for my team. Wow. And I, I got, I got hyped, dude. I was yelling. Was <laughs> <laughs> well, this on, did you, tw- did you twitch this? Yes, I did. It's all on Twitch. I actually recorded it. I'll probably throw up on my Twitter. Oh yeah, you got to. Yeah, dude, it was nuts. And it was exactly how I described it, too. So it, it was legit. And, you know, like I said, we were playing trios. So it was all teams of three, but I was by myself. So that was legit. It was crazy. But anyways, Ooh, not what we're baby, doing the emergency pod for. Nobody does it for. better. <laughs> nah, 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 nobody does it better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the 49ers today... Not as exciting as my Warzone story, but still legit. The 49ers finally did what everybody thought they were going to do, that Kyle Shanahan did not hide well, and they went and signed uh, former Patriots, former Falcons wide receiver, Muhammad Sanu, who is at this point a veteran guy, but he's somebody that's already had plenty of experience in Kyle Shanahan's offense um, in Atlanta. He's going to be able to come in. He's going to know the system pretty well right off the bat. And, um, and it's just meant to really kind of add a little bit of veteran depth and and an impact player to that roster. But I don't want to talk too much. Crocker, you tell me what just your general thoughts on what you think that Muhammad Sanu signing means and kind of the impact he's going to have. Well, you know, the other day I alluded to the fact that, you know, the biggest issue for the 49ers was no vertical threat. And he doesn't solve that issue, but he is a, you know, re- reliable pass catcher. I think right now when 
you go a game where Trent Taylor, no catches. Um, Dante Pettis, no catches. Kendrick Bourne, too. You, you have to do something. Now, the, the key here was what you told me yesterday. Debo Samuel had a, a setback. Now, is it going to be out, you know, two more weeks? Is it going to be five more weeks, six more weeks? You know, I, I don't know when he's going to come back. You have to do something because even when IU comes back, how confident are you with IU, Trent Taylor, Kendrick Bourne, and, you know, like that, that's it. <laughs> you know, like how, how confident are you with that receiver group? Uh, not very. So you had to make a move to where, you know, while Debo is out, you you feel like you have okay. I got Ayuk and I got I got Muhammad Sanu out there, and I have Kendrick Bourne playing off of him. And I I think that's a that would be a good little trio right there to get us through until Debo comes back. If he if he comes back, if he doesn't, you're gonna need this rookie Ayuk to kind of really step up and be a big play guy because I think uh, Sanu is you know consistent, but I, I don't know if he's the big play guy that you know we got a lot of big plays out of. Emmanuel Sanders last year, Debo Samuels, and I, I just don't I don't see that type of explosiveness explosiveness with with Sanu. So uh, I, I like the signing. It was one that I said when you told me, I was really surprised to hear that Debo had a setback. And as soon as, as soon as you told me, I said you, you got to go get Sanu. And a lot of other people were singing the same thing. You know, you, you have to go get somebody. Now, obviously, there were you know today you woke up and. Odell trade rumors and and uh, Robinson trade rumors, but uh, it looked like 49ers settled in on somebody who they knew can come in, uh, knew the playbook, can know his role, and hit the ground running and you know get ready for the Jets. And 49ers really need that. All right, so this is going to seem awkward doing this right now, but keep in mind this is an emergency pod. It's going to be real short, no more than like 20 minutes. So before we go on for too long, we've got to get a quick word in from our sponsors so that we can talk more Sanu, more 49ers receivers, and we will be right back. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi is made for football watching. Along with Pepsi, we've got Indeed. And even though your sports have had a break, your business probably didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You can only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there will no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make sure your search that much easier. Like sponsor jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at indeed.com slash blue wire. 
That is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offers valid through September 30th. Okay, so let's just say, I mean, we, we kind of know what, what we got from the 49ers receiving core against the Cardinals in week one, which wasn't a lot at all. Now, Kyle Shanahan did say that they were not really a part of the game plan, but at the same time, it, it just there was nothing that happened there that would inspire any confidence whatsoever. Um, right. So there, there, that is a one motivation for signing Mohamed Sanu. The other motivation to me, and this is one that's a little bit of a question mark that we still have to wait to see, was how, and you mentioned this already, how long is Debo Samuel going to be out? Because he got placed on injured reserve. That means a minimum of three weeks. Now, to kind of squelch any already budding worry from anybody out there, Kyle Shanahan has already said yesterday that they hope that Debo Samuel will be able to return um, against the Eagles at home in week four. That would mean a three-week abstinence. To me, if they had fears that that absence was going to be longer, or, or I'll say it this way, significantly longer, then I don't think those words would have ever come out of Shanahan's mouth. But, you know, maybe since then they've learned something that spurred the Mohamed Sanu signing. You know, uh, uh, the Debo Samuel and Mohamed Sanu don't necessarily fill the same roles in the offense. Like, uh. Debo Samuel could be doing fine. He could be slated to come back week four, and they still have reason to sign Mohamed Sanu. So I don't want anybody out there to think that because they signed Sanu, it must mean that Debo is in bad shape. Now, obviously, he had a setback. All they described it as was additional soreness that didn't go away right away. So we don't know anything there as far as, you know, if, if there's any more info that we don't know. You know, because we don't know, but right. you know, I, I believe it's like, and you said this earlier. Muhammad Sanu is not quite a; it's not an Emmanuel Sanders type signing. You know, it's it's it, they traded a third and a and a, essentially a fifth. Um, well, third and a fourth, but then they got a fifth back. So you know that sort of thing um, for Emmanuel Sanders. But when they were, and it's worth mentioning, the 49ers were initially said to be trying to get Muhammad Sanu. And that would explain why the Patriots, who are notoriously shrewd with their trade deals, were willing to give up a second-round pick just last year for Sanu. Because I guarantee you, the 49ers said to the Falcons, we'll give you a third. And then the Falcons turned around and said to the Patriots, if you want Mohamed Sanu, it's going to take a second. And they did it. And now he's already a free agent, and the 49ers are going to sign him for nothing, you know, other than the money it takes to get him. So... But what do you, I mean, what, if, if you had to, I mean, I don't want to say productivity, but do you, what kind of role do you see him having here, Croc? Like, do you see, like, do you think Jimmy's going to start throwing the ball to him like five plus times a game? Uh, I mean, like you, you know, his skill set better than I know his skill set. How do you think he kind of fits into the whole deal? Yeah. He, he's one of those like safety blanket guys. So, you know, it, it can be something where like right away, you know, they just figure out how to get him like opening space. And with Jimmy Garoppolo, especially I think what we saw from Sunday is it's not like guys aren't like getting open at all. I just don't think he trusts the guys to be where he needs them to be. 
And that seemed like a big issue. So if he can just trust him like he did with Emmanuel Sanders last year, right? Sanders came in and boom, 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 touchdown, few catches and kind of kept that going. I, I think you could see something similar with Sanu. Now, now he might not have the catch and run ability like we saw from, from Emmanuel Sanders. They definitely win in different ways, but he he can win. I think Kyle will put him in position to to do well. But yeah, he is more of a bigger slot, so you'll see him line up in more uh, tighter splits. But he, he'll he'll run you know a bunch of overs, outs, you know, just a lot of things that Kyle Shanahan likes guys to do in his offense. And but I I, I just think that there there will probably be a little bit better trust factor there. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And if you're looking for some type of comparison. I, I think Sanu brings a very similar skill set to somebody like Jordan Reed that with obviously, you know, a bit more of a receiver's pedigree, but he's a big dude. He's 6'2", 215 pounds. He's somebody that's going to be physical. He's going to block. He knows what Shanahan demands out of his system. And he's going to come in and he's, you know, you think of the fact that, you know, they've already got a Kittle who's obviously a huge target. You have Jordan Reed who they're already starting to utilize. You have putting somebody in like Mike Muhammad Sanu in the slot who's not too much smaller than those two guys. And, you know, you're really kind of building out like a physical kind of dominating presence with your with at least those three targets. And the big thing is, is, is like Crocker said, it's, it's a safety blanket. It's a guy that Jimmy knows has been there and done that. He can expect him to create a little bit of separation or at the very least go up and muscle somebody for the ball. You know, and really, and really fight for the ball, which I am sure that it's not a factor whatsoever. But you know, you look at that that underthrown pass that Jimmy threw against the Cardinals, and the one that kind of Bourne waited on. And this is not a slide on Bourne; that was a horribly thrown pass. But Muhammad Sanu is the guy that's going to go up and he's going to outmuscle people for it because he's a big dude and he likes to throw his weight around. So you know, it's just it's just somebody that fits in, and I think that, that like Crocker said, he's going to. I think that Jimmy's probably going to start throwing to him right away. Yeah, and, and I think Kyle's looking at it like I, I know what I'm getting from him. With, with, with some of these other guys, there's just so much unknown. Like I, I think with with uh, Muhammad Sanu, you you know exactly how you're going to put him into the game plan, right? Kyle Shanahan, that was one thing he touched on where you know he was saying, you know, I didn't really include the receivers into the game the game plan. Um, I think with Sanu, I think he will be included into this game plan and kind of play him off of George Kittle. Right. Yeah, I think that pretty much does it. Now, the 49ers, apparently, I, I've seen both on Twitter. It's a little confusing with the new rules. I'm not sure that the 49, if the 49ers are going to have to clear a roster stop, spot because I think with the new IR rules, given that they can, you can put them on there for such a short period of time, those three weeks, I'm pretty sure that Debo Samuel still counts against the roster because – you know, if you think about it, if a guy's only going to be off the roster for, or you know, off not playing for three weeks, you're probably not going to have the rosters. Now, like I said, I've seen both. There could be an open roster spot, and nobody needs to be cut in order to sign Sanu. At the same time, yeah, that's what could, they, they, right. They they they, they were uh, they were at fifty two before the Sanu signing, so they don't have to release anyone. Right, that's what I thought, but then you have like Matt Mayoko, who is like you know the 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 patron saint of Forty ers news, and he at the at a point thought that the Forty ers were going to have to create a, a roster spot. So hold on, um, 
It, just reading his tweet, some crazy dude on Twitter just got in touch with me. Guy goes by Matt Barrows. Seems shady. But anyway, he reminded me that the 49ers had 52 players on their roster, so no room is needed to activate Muhammad Sanu. There you go. So Croc was, Croc was on it already. So they're not going to need to cut anybody. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be any type of movement. Kyle Shanahan already said that he was concerned about Richie James' hamstring, which could just mean they expect him to miss you know, uh, three or four weeks, or it could mean that it's such a significant hamstring injury that he's got to, he's got to miss, you know, either the, a good chunk of the season or the rest of the season, but that's entirely speculative. But for now it's, you know, you can take solace in knowing that Muhammad Sanu can step into the, the fold. He's already on his way to, to, uh, to Santa Clara. I'm assuming his pro probably be at practice tomorrow and he can kind of immediately step in there and start building up that rapport with Jimmy Garoppolo and the rest of the offense. So, I mean, as far as expectations go, I wouldn't expect for Sanu to step in. Like, I wouldn't think you guys need to expect Sanu to step in and have, like, kind of be like an Emmanuel Sanders type. But I think that he will – he'll still be a presence. You know, maybe whatever that this quantifies as, like a little notch, a notch below what we were seeing from from Sanders as far as his productivity and how much he was involved. But I think it would be very I, similar, just, just in a different I, way. Because you got to remember, yeah. like, Sanders outside of the Saints game – he didn't have huge numbers. You know, the, the Saints game kind of like, you know, he had like 150 yards and like a touchdown. Outside of that, like a lot of his games were like around 40 yards receiving. I think that maybe the Cardinals game, he had about 70, 80 yards or something like that. But but a lot of the games were like around 40 yards receiving or so. Um, it wasn't like he was just going crazy. I think at that same time, Debo Samuel was starting to turn up a little bit. So, you know, he was eating up a lot of yards and, and catches. Well, and I was about to contradict myself too, because right when I was saying that I wouldn't expect him to have a similar role to Sanders, I went I, in my head. I was thinking, well, there's Trent Taylor, Dante Pettis, and Kendrick Bourne are his competition for targets as far <laughs> as receivers go. So, you know, I, I think the 49ers are kind of expecting to get Ayuk back this week, and I, I think they're kind of maybe uh, penciling him in for a role against the Jets. You know, but again, that's that's a brand new rookie seeing his first NFL snaps. You know that that kind of should tell you right there when you couple that with the, in, the just the general inexperience or lack of impact with all the other receivers. That's why going out and picking up somebody like Sanu was so important for the 49ers because you just have to have a guy that that's been there and done that. You know, and now if you include Jordan Reed and George Kittle, uh, they they do have at least two or three guys that they can go to consistently to move the chains and and hopefully kind of give Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit of comfort with after whatever we saw on Sunday. So, but anyways, I mean, I, that pretty much covers it. Literally, folks, we jumped on here just to talk to you about this signing, break down what it meant. Um, obviously, it's not going to be an hour-long pod. Croc, you got, any, you got any other thoughts you want to get out before we roll out of here? No, that's it. I do feel a little bit more comfortable. Uh, oh, real quick, do you, have we heard anything about Brandon Ayuk? No, no. I mean, I, I did. I think Kyle Shanahan did say that they that he would be surprised. That's kind of like his statement. Like he'd be surprised if he didn't start practicing this week. So you know, and he got a couple practices in last week. So I, I mean, I think I think everything's kind of lining up for him. But there hasn't been anything new and noteworthy about him lately. Oh, and one thing we should say. Um, it was reported today by NFL Networks Mike Garofalo and Mike Silver that. The 49ers and George Kittle are cautiously optimistic about his knee. 
and they they kind of like it sounded like they just ex- they expect him to play this week. So yeah. there might be a little bit of soreness there, but they expect him to play this week, and and that's all that's been reported so far. Could the 49ers be careful with him, given they probably feel pretty good about their chances against the Jets? Maybe, but the the word right now is that he's he's expected to uh, he's expected to play. So, and I guess that's it, man. This is our first. This is our first. I mean, obviously, Muhammad Sanu isn't a huge name guy, but I mean, essentially, this is like like our first emergency pod that we've jumped on here for. So that's cool. And yeah, we're not going to drag it on. So as always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for being a part of Striking Gold. Tomorrow, Crocker and I will be tweeting out a mailbag post. So reply to that. Answer a 49ers or ask us a 49ers question. And uh, or if you I mean, if you hear this and you just want to send us one, just send us one and uh, we'll include you in the mailbag where I answer it on our on when we record. And uh, and that will be what our Wednesday episodes are dedicated to. So tomorrow mailbag, make sure you're checking our Twitters so you can submit your question. As always, thank you for the support. We appreciate it. But for another day, I want to say another week because we used to be like once a week, but now we're 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 big time. So. For for another episode, this is Striking Gold, signing out. Peace! The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going to take the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.